Welcome to the Next Steps Bible Reading Podcast. I'm Greg Whiting, reading from the One Year Chronological Bible. And today's reading is for June 5th. Solomon's Many Wives, 1 Kings 11, 1-13. King Solomon, however, loved many foreign women besides Pharaoh's daughter, Moabites, Ammonites, Edomites, Sidonians, and Hittites. They were from nations about which the Lord had told the Israelites, you must not intermarry with them, because they will surely turn your hearts after their gods. Nevertheless, Solomon held fast to them in love. He had 700 wives of royal birth and 300 concubines, and his wives led him astray. As Solomon grew old, his wives turned his heart after other gods, and his heart was not fully devoted to the Lord his God, as the heart of David his father had been. He followed Ashtaroth, the goddess of the Sidonians, and Molech, the detestable god of the Ammonites. So Solomon did evil in the eyes of the Lord, and he did not follow the Lord completely, as his father David had done. That's an interesting phrase. Perhaps we'll come back to that later. On a hill east of Jerusalem, Solomon built a high place for Shamash, the detestable god of Moab, and for Molech, the detestable god of the Ammonites. He did the same for all his foreign wives who burned incense and offered sacrifices to their gods. The Lord became angry with Solomon because his heart had turned away from the Lord, the God of Israel, who appeared to him twice. Although he had forbidden Solomon to follow other gods, Solomon did not keep the Lord's command. So the Lord said to Solomon, Since this is your attitude, and you have not kept my covenant and my decrees which I commanded you, I will most certainly tear the kingdom away from you and give it to one of your subordinates. Nevertheless, for the sake of David your father, I will not do it during your lifetime. I will tear it out of the hand of your son. Yet I will not tear the whole kingdom from him, but will give him one tribe for the sake of David my servant and for the sake of Jerusalem, which I have chosen. Solomon's Enemies 1 Kings 11, 14-25 Then the Lord raised up against Solomon an adversary, Hadad the Edomite, from the royal line of Edom. Earlier, when David was fighting with Edom, Joab, the commander of the army, who had gone up to bury the dead, had struck down all the men in Edom. Joab and all the Israelites stayed there for six months until they had destroyed all the men in Edom. But Hadad, still only a boy, fled to Egypt with some Edomite officials who had served his father. They set out from Midian and went to Paran. Then taking people from Paran with them, they went to Egypt, to Pharaoh king of Egypt, who gave Hadad a house and land and provided him with food. Pharaoh was so pleased with Hadad that he gave him a sister of his own wife, Queen Taphanaz, in marriage. The sister of Taphanaz bore him a son named Genubath, whom Taphanaz brought up in the royal palace. There Genubath lived with Pharaoh's own children. While he was in Egypt, Hadad heard that David rested with his ancestors, and that Joab, the commander of the army, was also dead. Then Hadad said to Pharaoh, Let me go, that I may return to my own country. What have you lacked here that you want to go back to your own country? Pharaoh asked. Nothing, Hadad replied. But do let me go. And God raised up against Solomon another adversary, Reason, son of Eliada, who had fled from his master Hadadezer, king of Zobah. When David destroyed Zobah's army, Reason gathered a band of men around him and became their leader. They went to Damascus, where they settled and took control. Reason was Israel's adversary as long as Solomon lived, adding to the trouble caused by Hadad. So Reason ruled in Aram and was hostile toward Israel. Jeroboam rebels against Solomon, 1 Kings 11, 26-40. Also Jeroboam, son of Nebat, rebelled against the king. He was one of Solomon's officials, an Ephraimite from Zerida, and his mother was a widow named Zeruah. 
Here is the account of how he rebelled against the king. Solomon had built the terraces and had filled in the gap of the wall of the city of David his father. Now Jeroboam was a man of standing. And when Solomon saw how well the young man did his work, he put him in charge of the whole labor force of the tribes of Joseph. About that time, Jeroboam was going out to Jerusalem, and Ahijah, the prophet of Shiloh, met him on the way wearing a new cloak. The two of them were alone out in the country, and Ahijah took hold of the new cloak he was wearing and tore it into twelve pieces. Then he said to Jeroboam, Take ten pieces for yourself, for this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. See, I am going to tear the kingdom out of Solomon's hand and give you ten tribes. But for the sake of my servant David in the city of Jerusalem, which I have chosen out of all the tribes of Israel, he will have one tribe. I will do this because they have forsaken me and worshipped Ashtoreth, the goddess of the Sidonians, Shemash, the god of the Moabites, and Molech, the god of the Ammonites, and have not walked in obedience to me, nor done what is right in my eyes, nor kept my decrees and laws as David Solomon's father did. But I will not take the whole kingdom out of Solomon's hand. I have made him ruler all the days of his life for the sake of David my servant, whom I chose and who obeyed my commands and decrees. I will take the kingdom from his son's hands and give you ten tribes. I will give one tribe to his son, so that David my servant may always have a lamp for me in Jerusalem, the city where I chose to put my name. However, as for you, I will take you and you will rule over all that your heart desires, and you will be king over Israel. If you do whatever I command you, and walk in obedience to me and do what is right in my eyes by obeying my decrees and commands as David my servant did, I will be with you. I will build you a dynasty as enduring as the one I built for David and will give Israel to you. I will humble David's descendants because of this, but not forever. Solomon tried to kill Jeroboam, but Jeroboam fled to Egypt to Shishak the king and stayed there until Solomon's death. Summary of Solomon's reign, 1 Kings 11, 41-43, B.C. As for the other events of Solomon's reign, all he did and the wisdom he displayed... Are they not written in the book of the annals of Solomon? Solomon reigned in Jerusalem over all Israel 40 years. Then he rested with his ancestors and was buried in the city of David his father. And Rehoboam his son succeeded him as king. 2 Chronicles 9, 29-31 As for the other events of Solomon's reign from beginning to end, are they not written in the records of Nathan the prophet? In the prophecy of Ahijah the Shilonite, in the visions of Edo the seer, concerning Jeroboam son of Nebat? Solomon reigned in Jerusalem over all Israel 40 years. Then he rested with his ancestors and was buried in the city of David his father. And Rehoboam, his son, succeeded him as king. Ecclesiastes may have been Solomon's last book written near the end of his life. Everything is meaningless. Ecclesiastes 1, 1 1-11. The words of the teacher, son of David, king in Jerusalem. Meaningless, meaningless, says the teacher, utterly meaningless. Everything is meaningless. What do people gain from all their labors at which they toil under the sun? Generations come and generations go, but the earth remains forever. The sun rises and the sun sets and hurries back to where it rises. The wind blows to the south and turns to the north. Round and round it goes, ever returning on its course. All streams flow into the sea, yet the sea is never full. To the place the streams come from, there they return again. All things are wearisome, More than one can say. The eye never has enough of seeing, nor the ear its fill of hearing. What has been will be again. What has been done will be done again. There is nothing new under the sun. 
Is there anything of which one can say, look, this is something new. It was here already long ago. It was here before our time. No one remembers the former generations, and even those yet to come will not be remembered by those who follow them. That's the end of the reading for June 5th. Well, so we have uh, the coming end of Solomon's reign and of his life, and we have some reasons for it. One of the things that we've mentioned before that the future kings of Israel were not to do, one of them was to multiply wives, and he certainly did that. And we know why they were not to multiply wives, and that was because those wives were going to turn him away from God, and that's exactly what happened. So God says, I'm going to take the kingdom from you. I'm going to keep a couple in your family for now, but give the other 10 tribes away because you've disobeyed me. Well, near the beginning, it says Solomon did evil in the eyes of the Lord and did not follow the Lord completely as David, his father, had done. Now, we know that David sinned. We know that he sinned in a couple most terrible ways of committing adultery and really committing rape and committing murder in putting um, Uriah on the front lines to be killed to cover his sin. And yet, in God's sovereignty and forgiveness and perspective, he writes down that he completely followed God. But that includes, I think, confession of repentance, even though he didn't do that at first. As opposed to his son, who decided to follow other gods, which David never did. And then it's just striking here to read the beginning of Ecclesiastes where this is Solomon from a very human perspective saying everything is meaningless. No one remembers anybody. It doesn't matter. It's like someone who would despair of life, who wants to take their own life would say. Well, that's where that perspective leads, right? When you follow other gods, when you just multiply riches and wives and chariots and horses and everything you can have in life, you find that it's not enough. And that's what happens when you follow somebody other than the one and true God. Father, today I want you to help me to be reminded that it's not about how others might think of me or praise me. It's not about what I have or how long I live or what my reputation is. Those are all fleeting and will all pass away quickly. Father, it's about me desiring to follow you imperfectly with confession and repentance daily to follow you because you are the truth. Help me to remember that as I live in this world today. In Jesus' name, amen.